What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today's Simon Voyanos, and this is Request Part 29. On this episode, we're going to talk about three future players for Pine Creek High School. There are guys that are either already there or they're going to be there soon here. And so this is kind of like a Pine Creek spotlight to a degree. And then we're going to talk about one player out of state from Houston County High School in Georgia, the same place where we did a breakdown on uh, Simeon Askew a couple episodes back. So there you go. But we're going to go ahead and start off with these Pine Creek players here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So without further ado, we're going to start off with Ramon Pacheco. Uh, He is a wide receiver, the class of 24. So he is a freshman over at Pine Creek High School. Uh, As of right now, we do not have his weight and height. We will get it soon, though. Um, Hopefully, at least for his TikTok. And so whenever his TikTok releases, we'll make sure to get all of that there. But let me go ahead and talk about uh, some of the things I really like about Ramon here. Um, number one, he has a very reliable hand, so he could really catch anything in his catch radius. Uh, he's shown that, you know, he could catch from a couple different angles here and there. And, you know, all together, he just has great hands. Um, this was shown in his 7-on-7 seven seven film where he makes tough catch after tough catch. And, you know, that's never a bad thing to have uh, reliable hands. In fact, that's probably the best thing you can have as a receiver, uh, that ability to to really not drop any passes and to just be that guy you know just be that guy that could come down with the ball no matter where it's put whether it's a good throw or a bad throw you know and so Ramon has shown time after time that he could really make it happen either way Another thing that I really like about him is that he has a very quick feet and good top end speed. Uh, honestly, he could probably be the most lethal in the slot. Uh, definitely could play outside with his athleticism. You know, having that kind of athleticism really gives him the versatility to move wherever and still be a threat uh, wherever. But either way, you know, he's shown that he has great quick feet and, you know, really good top end speed, which allows him to be a, you know, solid playmaker after the catch as well. Um, so that's something that you kind of see a lot as well as somebody who could get some good separation with a crisp route running and all that. And speaking of route running, you know, it's very solid, very good for a freshman, you know, like I said, he has good quick feet and he uses that pretty well. Uh, he uses that to be crafty and, you know, really throw corners off their game and get them out of leverage and whatnot, which allows him to, you know, be in good spots to catch the ball and make something from catching the ball. And so those are all really good things. And you got to keep in mind that he is a freshman um, here at the Playmakers Quarter. We really haven't done a lot of younger wide receivers. A lot of the wide receivers we do tend to be a little bit older, you know, just in general. And that's not a bad thing. You know, we just tend to see more mature type of wide receivers, at least here in Colorado. And so Ramon is definitely, you know, one of the younger receivers that we have done a breakdown on Um or, well, are doing a breakdown on. And, you know, there are some really good things here that he could definitely build on year by year moving forward. But, you know, let's talk about some things that I like to see 
moving forward. Number one, you know, pretty much all all of the film we have of him is from you know seven on seven with a team full gorillas shout out to those guys they're a great group and you know that's not a bad thing because he's making plays and he's showing that he can make plays against some of the best of the best not only in colorado but you know around the country honestly and you know that's a plus but you know filming pads is filming pads Football is a game to be played in pads for the most part. And, you know, I want to see more film of him in pads and doing a lot of these same things between his route running, catching, all of that great stuff. And speaking of his route running again, you know, for the most part, he does run some pretty crisp routes. Uh, but just in general, I'd like to see him run a wider variety of routes, you know, go through the whole route tree and all of that and just show that he could run pretty much every single route you know, as crisp as you need to. That being said, that's not exactly the biggest concern. It's just something that I'd like to see moving forward here uh, because I think the biggest thing that we definitely critique wide receivers for when they become seniors or juniors is that, you know, they run like two routes, right? They run flies, slants, maybe a third one, a hitch. But that's about it. If you take a look at our top five uh, senior receivers list, make sure you t check out that episode if you haven't yet. You know, a lot of the guys that we have in that top five are, you know, either Fairview guys or guys who run a whole ton of routes, you know, because they're versatile and they could do it all, really. They're not one-trick ponies because, you know, to us, when we do break down wide receiver film and we only see them running a couple routes um it tells us a couple things number one it's probably the system that is holding them back a little bit there uh and you know you can't always control that it is what it is second though um you know the other thing if it's not the system and you see other wide receivers with uh more film running more routes on that same team it tells us that maybe you know they're hiding a couple uh, weaknesses you know they can't run some of these routes as well as others or they're not effective running these routes and so uh, really moving forward that's something that I'd just like to see Ramon work on here so that uh, that's not a problem and he can make our top five list at least in a couple years lastly speaking of things that I like to see him develop moving forward is that I'd like to see him develop a number of great releases against the press so that he can be unguardable if you take a look to that you know, at that top five wide receiver episode that we did, Chase Penry was our number one guy. Spoiler alert. And the biggest reason why he was up there was because of his uh, releases. You know, he was somebody that you simply couldn't guard on any level. You know, whether it's at the beginning of the route, at the top of the route, wherever, you know, he was dominant. But, you know, the thing that really separated him from all these other guys was that he was able to dominate the start of that route. And really take control of that and put cornerbacks in awkward positions and situations. And so, you know, if you want to be the best receiver, not only in Colorado Springs, but in Colorado or even in the country, you got to have that in your arsenal here. So um, those are some things I'd like to see him do here. Obviously, he's only a freshman, so he will develop and we'll see more of him, obviously, in pads and, you know, in uh, seven on seven as well. He will show some of that uh, if needed. But. You know, he is still a very 
very talented wide receiver, somebody who can, you know, I could see having a lot of uh, yak yards, you know, yards after catch type of yards, and somebody who is on the come up, you know, he's somebody that has been put on by a team full gorilla and uh, has been on our radar for a little bit here, and so we look forward to seeing him develop as the years go on. Coming up next, though, we have our running back for Pine Creek. He is also a freshman. All right, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast right here. We're going to talk about Justice Nicholson. He is a freshman running back for Pine Creek, so class of 24. Uh, currently, he is listed at five foot 150. That was what we were able to find. But, you know, that may be subject to change because, you know, just to be completely honest with you, uh, he looks definitely at least a little bit taller than five foot, maybe a little heavier than 150, but we'll just have to see moving forward. We'll make sure to get that one updated by the time his TikTok releases for sure. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and talk about some areas of improvement first. Uh, number one, I know I just said, you know, his weight and height isn't exactly confirmed as in up to date right now, but even then, just watching his film from this last season in the fall in 2020, uh, he just has a smaller frame. You know, he needs to either put on weight or get faster. I think he can get even faster uh, because he is just a freshman, you know, so there's plenty of room to grow. Uh, but in addition, he is just a freshman, and so there is plenty of room to grow uh, for him as a you know, as a person, you know, he'll get heavier, he'll get taller for sure. If he puts on weight, um, I am going to hope that he grows as well, but I like for him to put on at least 10 pounds a year. Oh, he is in high school, maybe five to 10 pounds. 10 pounds is a little much, uh, just because I do think his weight, uh, can't possibly hold him back from getting more carries. Uh, cause I do think he's somebody who could easily be a workhorse back but i like to see a little bit more weight here by the time he becomes a senior so that i could have confidence in him as a workhorse back not only on the high school level but this next level in terms of getting faster you know if i were him i'd look at the xavier green breakdown that was from a couple weeks ago i want to say and kind of model his game after him xavier green he's a running back over in georgia he's a shorter guy like 5'7", maybe 180, 190, but, you know, he has amazing footwork, super fast footwork, and he's extremely explosive, and you can really see that he's worked on that, you know, throughout his whole um, high school career, and, you know, his hard work is very evident there, and so if you want to get faster, you know, work on that acceleration and uh, that ex explosiveness altogether. Last but not least here, uh, I would like to see him continue to work as a receiver, specifically uh, develop some releases so that he could potentially play in the slot a little bit more. I think he's somebody who's super dynamic with the ball in his hands, and, you know, versatility is always key. The more opportunities you can get the ball in your hands, the absolute better, um, not only for the high school level, but for this next level here. So uh, that receiver work will do him some good, and he has done some stuff with Team Full Gorilla, Again, shout out to those guys, uh, which is very good to see here. But enough of that. Enough of the things I'd like to see moving forward. Let's talk about his game right now and uh, what I saw in the past looking through his 
film. So, uh, number one, he just has a lot of speed and agility on him. You know, he has the juice, and he's dangerous in open space, straight up. You know, he's somebody that you gotta break down on, or he's he's gonna break down you, and he's gonna go ahead and take that to the house. Uh, that's just who he is. He's a speed back, a home run hitter. You know, paired with that, you know, naturally great athleticism, he also shows that he has great vision and can read his blocks very well. Already, he's showing that, you know, he could use his blocks well to find open space and get to open space and, you know, break off uh, more yardage than he would if he was to run just straight forward. And so, that's a good thing to see that natural vision as a freshman. I kind of already talked about this uh, already, but I love his footwork. Uh, he moves very well laterally and could definitely juke players out. You know, he's not like a one cut type of guy who can make one cut uh, and then go, or somebody like a one cut guy who can't make multiple cuts and then go. He's definitely somebody who can make as many cuts as he needs and then still maintain that speed, still maintain that top end speed. And, you know, that's something that you really can teach. You know, you either got the juice, you got the speed. Or you don't. And Justice Nicholson definitely has it. And he's shown that he can be a, you know, a fantastic playmaker. An electrifying running back in open space. And, you know, in, in a crowd too. As I was just saying, you know, he does have great vision as well. And then last but not least here, you know, I did talk about his, uh, you know, his receiver ability a little bit, how I'd like to see him improve on that, but he has shown that he is working on his route running, and it looks to be uh, just very clean for a running back, you know, he has very clean route running for a running back, and that's something that I love to see there, you know, I just like to see him work a little bit more as a receiver so that, you know, he could potentially get more touches. Altogether, Justice Nicholson is a very interesting running back looking forward. You know, he looks like somebody who can be the guy for Pine Creek. You know, be a workhorse type of guy or their next star. And you know, Pine Creek has a great history of developing their players and becoming contenders and all that. And I honestly think Justice Nicholson this next year could fit into that varsity role. Maybe not as the number one guy, but a good change of pace type of back if they don't have one already and, you know, uh, potentially contribute um, on that next level, maybe even as a special teamer as well. Those are some things that I'm looking at here. All good things for Justice Nicholson, though. Um, he's a fun player to watch, just straight up. He's a great player to watch. But anyways, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, the quarterback or a future quarterback for Pine Creek High School. He is not there yet, but he will be next year. All right, welcome back. Uh, right here, we got Cameron Cooper, the 5'11", 175-pound quarterback. He is an 8th grader, so class of 25. And he will be going to Pine Creek High School. At least that's what we know of as of right now. But, you know, let's talk about Cameron Cooper here. So, right away, you watch him play, right? Uh, you just watch his game film, his film highlights, all that great stuff. And right away, you see that he has a great arm and flashes 
fantastic accuracy at times, you know, the arm talent on this kid is pretty phenomenal, you know, I'm not even gonna lie, he can fit it into some tough spots, and uh, he has shown that he can throw a solid variety of routes, it's rare that you see quarterbacks like this, um, specifically, you know, quarterbacks in the Springs, throw a wide variety of routes, you know, a lot of them are a little bit more basic, but for Cameron Cooper here, you know, that's not a problem at all, he's shown that he could get the ball where it needs to be time after time again. Another great thing about Cameron Cooper is that he can run as well and be a threat on the ground. He's definitely a dual threat and can be an explosive playmaker on the ground. Not only can he throw a good amount of routes and do all that great stuff, but he can definitely be somebody who could, you know, pop off for a good 80 to 100 rushing yards a game depending on the opponent and he can do that on a night uh, on a nightly basis if I'm being completely honest with you uh, just right off the bat you know he's somebody who's extremely athletic he's definitely a dual threat and a really good one at that you know um, at this point you know really when you go up against a quarterback like Cameron Cooper it's a pick your poison type of deal do you want him to tear you up on the ground or through the air. Either way, he's going to tear you up somehow. So you got to pick it. And you got to pick it quickly. Or you got to devise a really good game plan to shut this kid on down. But just in general, you know, extremely athletic all around. And um, has shown that just as a football player, he can go out there and ball. You know, he's that type of guy that, you know, maybe won't need um, the most prep, you know. Uh, just because his athleticism can bail him out out of a lot of situations and so all those are really things that I love about Cameron Cooper here you know you got to keep in mind he's only an eighth grader he's someone who's gonna get better year by year and so um, going into this Pine Creek program he definitely has a lot of potential but you know let's kind of talk about his future here some things that I like to see um, before I do, though. I wanted to add this in because I had to look, you know, at different film, uh, both from his seventh grade year and from this year. But before in the seventh grade, about a year ago or maybe two years ago, I can't quite remember. But uh, you did see a very noticeable hitch in his throwing motion. It was not natural at all. Uh, it just needed to be smoother and all that. But, you know, this last most recent season, it seems as if uh, that's been fixed. And that's a huge plus because I'm not going to lie, that was probably the thing holding him back the most. Uh, for the most part, it's fixed. And, you know, that's what you love to see. You love to see improvement like that, especially in a throwing motion. So... That's something I just had to get off the table here. You know, before I saw his 8th grade film, that was something I put down as an error of improvement. But still, though, other errors of improvements. Uh, there are times he is a little inaccurate down the field. And, you know, it's not because he can't put the ball on the money or his arm is weak or anything like that. In my opinion, I think it's really just timing. So if I were him, I'd just work on that timing because he has shown he can put it on the money. But sometimes the timing is slightly off when he throws it, which results in inaccuracy down the field. And so uh, he might have already worked on this for all I know, but really for him, I just work on that timing on a bunch of routes, not just the deep ones, but on all of your routes. Because, you know, there are just times where he throws it a little bit late or a little bit early and it just puts receivers in awkward situations from time to time. And so... Timing is big moving forward. That's something that I really want to see him work on if he is to eventually start on varsity. 
Uh, another thing that I like to see him begin to work on is that I like to see him move defenders with his eyes because he really does tend to stare down receivers. So in addition to that, I like to see him work through uh, his passing progressions a little bit more here. Uh, and to do that, you know, to improve on all of those things, do your film work, know your plays, know where, you know, the ball is supposed to go on this play when they give you a cover two or a cover three or whatever, you know, really become a student of the game. Because like I said, in my opinion, he's athletic enough where you can throw him into almost any football situation and he will succeed because, you know, he's just bailed out by his athleticism. But, you know, I'd like to see him continue to develop that mental aspect of his game, you know. Earlier today, we did interview Devin Silvestri. She is a fantastic quarterback, probably the best in the entire country. She went to the Elite 11 and she really talked about, you know, working on that mental game, being prepared for anything, doing your film work. And, you know, I think a lot of quarterbacks here in Colorado and just in general don't do that. Uh, and they rely on their athleticism because, you know, it gives them good plays and uh, it looks good you know stat line wise at the end of the day you don't see as much of a difference when you look at the stats but you know when you dive into the film it becomes apparent who does their film work and who doesn't and so for Cameron Cooper to take that next step forward and to become a more dominant football player you gotta be somebody who knows their film well and who knows their football well um, in a couple years, uh, I, I don't, this is not an expectation by any means, but if he does become the type of quarterback who can surgically take apart a defense and take apart, you know, defenses piece by piece and throw all over the field, that could do him a lot of good moving forward. Um, so those are really the things I like to see most, you know, uh, just that timing and really getting good at working through your progressions and, you know, knowing your film and plays pretty well here because um, he does have a lot of, you know, routes to throw at. He has a good variety there. So it's not like his offenses are simple by any means, but uh, he just doesn't read through the progressions as well as I'd like him to do. And he does tend to stare down guys. So We'll see. But moving forward, he's a fantastic prospect for Pine Creek to a snag. You know, at 5'11", 175, uh, he's a pretty big dude. Not even going to lie for an 8th grader. He's a pretty big dude uh, with a lot of athletic talent. And he could really be molded into... I would say a lot of different types of quarterbacks if you really think about it. So you have versatility here. He's not just a pure pocket passer or a pure like scrambler type of quarterback. He's somebody who has a lot of potential moving forward here. And you know, pair him with a Justice Nicholson, with a Ramon Pacheco. Uh, right there, you got your big three of offensive weapons for this Pine Creek team moving forward. I really wouldn't be surprised if this group won a state championship together or multiple. Um, ideally, obviously, multiple would be the deal, but, you know, winning one, just in general, is never a bad thing, and so, these are all things that I'm excited for, this is a group of players that I could definitely see on the come up in the next couple years, and that you, the listener, should be looking out for in the next couple years as well, but... You know, with that being said, we are going to go out of the state of Colorado, out of the city of Colorado Springs, and go back to Georgia, uh, specifically Houston County High School. Coming up next.
Okay, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. You know, we're switching up the vibe here. We're going to go back to Georgia and talk about a player uh, on the defensive side of the ball from Houston County High School in Georgia, and that is Jalen Jordan, the 6'2", 295-pound defensive lineman. He is a junior, so class of 22. Um, right off the bat, he is not rated in any way or sort or matter which is extremely surprising to me i'm not even gonna lie it's super surprising to me because this dude not only deserves at least a two or three star rating but in my opinion he deserves power five offers and interest if he doesn't already have that and here's why um number one geez man he's just a powerful football player you know no matter whether he's getting leverage or no leverage or if he's getting double teamed or triple team he's just gonna overpower dudes straight up it doesn't matter how many people are going to throw at him he's just gonna overpower them and he's shown time after time again he just blows them off the line there hasn't been many offensive lineman that could take him just straight up because he's just that powerful he's extremely strong probably the strongest player that we've ever done a breakdown on um and it's not even because of his leverage there are some guys who get good leverage and are strong as well but this guy he just has raw power and strength that you just rarely see uh you really can't teach it a lot of it is really natural to be honest with you and at 6'2 295 he really does throw around that power time and time again um even when he loses leverage he doesn't lose ground at all uh that's very rare that it happens where he loses ground just in general he's always pushing forward and you know, you see it. He's a force in the pass and in the run game. But not only that, you know, uh, not only is he a powerful athlete, but he does use his hands pretty well and shows that he can prevent players from getting their hands on him. So it's not like he's just throwing his body in there and, you know, not getting leverage at all. And he's just a raw, like, powerful dude. It's refined to a degree. He has a very nice swim and rip move that he uses pretty consistently, not even go a lie. And at that, he does a good job of getting leverage most of the time anyways. But, you know, that's something you love to see out of a defensive tackle type of guy. You really don't see that a lot. A dude as big as this guy with the power that he has to be able to have that finesse, to have that uh, you know, to have, well, really, these couple weapons, these pass rushing weapons in his arsenal. He already has two go-to ones that are pretty unstoppable, and he just times it so well. It's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of art. You know, along with uh, that arsenal of pass rushing moves, he does have very powerful hands. And, you know, there is a difference between being a powerful guy and having powerful hands. Now, when he gets your hands on you, when Jalen Jordan gets his hands on an offensive lineman, he will manhandle dudes. You know, he you see it more than once. Honestly, more than five or six times on his reels, on his film, where he just throws a dude. He just casually throws a guard or a center or a tackle. And he does it a lot. Like, it's very Khalil Mack-esque. Whenever I think of dudes, um, like just defensive linemen throwing uh, blockers and whatnot, I kind of think of Khalil Mack off the edge just throwing defensive ends, or sorry, defensive ends, just throwing offensive tackles with one arm. And he does that kind of a lot because he's just a powerful dude. And he does it with ease, and it's not like it's scrub talent. He's playing in Georgia. Georgia's a football state now. Now, if it was Colorado or, you know, a state that really wasn't, a football state like that, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you know, look at the talent, right, but 
you look at the talent, you look at the size of the dudes he's throwing, and it's phenomenal, you know, you don't see that every day, just that raw power, um, not just the power, but just how powerful his hands are, you know, he manhandles whoever, uh, he really does, and that's crazy to me. Last but not least here, the thing I really like about Jalen Jordan that kind of separates him from other raw prospects who are just like big, powerful dudes is that he's very instrumental in the run and pass game, and he reads blocks and schemes very well, I would say. Doesn't get tricked a lot, just in general. Doesn't get tricked a lot. Um, you know, he doesn't overcommit or overpursue. He's just a very disciplined football player and seemingly knows what the play is going to be time after time again because uh, you do see when it is a pass play, he knows it's a pass play. You can tell he knows it's a pass play from the get-go and he brings a lot of pressure just straight down that middle, um, you know, because he has a good head start and all that and oh my gosh, it's crazy, you know, he's he's chaotic in the middle in the pass game and that's something that you really don't see a lot um like well really you don't see every day out of defensive linemen all that being said though um because he is a fantastic player there are things that i could see um are holding him back from getting a higher rating or maybe some of those bigger offers um the biggest thing i would say is that he's just not the most if athletic defensive tackle or the fastest uh, defensive lineman his sideline to sideline speed and agility is definitely lacking and you could see that um it's a problem you know because he does bring pressure up the middle but there are a lot of times where he just misses out on sacks or he probably misses out on turnovers and he just doesn't get there in time he's almost always a second or even too late and you know that's a little bit of a problem, honestly. I could see why that's a problem and how some scouts might be like, well, you know, he's a powerful dude. He has some moves, reads plays right, but he's just maybe not fast enough or quite as fast enough for that power five level yet. And just being real, that's really his one and biggest problem here uh, when I look at Jalen Jordan and his film because he has a lot of really good things that I like, but just moving forward you know i really do think that's the thing that will hold him back from going to a d1 or going to the school of his choice and so to battle that maybe he has already done this but i'd like to see him get a little bit more leaner you could maybe lose some weight or maybe you know get leaner and gain more explosiveness either way i need to see him get at least a little bit faster uh by any means he doesn't need to run like a four eight or four nine forty uh or anything like that but he needs to get at least a little bit more agile here so he can get there in time and make some big plays like i said that's uh really the only thing i have for him here uh which is rare because he is pretty much the full package outside of that and so with that being said i would say uh another whole year of doing what he has done maybe improving a little bit here on his speed and agility can garner him some d1 offers i do believe he is a d1 guy he is limited you know with his speed and his agility uh to a degree i've definitely seen some seen some faster defensive linemen but you can't take for granted just the raw power and you know just how refined he is at this point right now if i'm a d1 college i would offer him and I would offer him and probably not start him for the first two years, 
even redshirt him again uh, just because I think that he needs to develop a little bit more here uh, get a little bit more athletic to stand up to those D1 talents on that next level don't get it twisted though does have a lot of things that will transfer over right away right now but you know he is just a little bit too slow uh, to be that power five type of guy the type of guy getting a bunch of offers if he gets a little bit faster I could definitely see a lot more people offering him um, you know and just getting a guy who you know is gonna wreak havoc in the interior you know in my opinion he could be somebody that could go to Alabama and uh, be that prototypical you know Alabama defensive lineman somebody who just wrecks havoc, havoc and and does his thing when all is said and done. Altogether, I think Jalen Jordan's a very interesting prospect. And, you know, I look forward to seeing him, uh, to seeing where he goes, honestly. Because he has a lot of upside here. And he can be potentially even an NFL guy or a pro football type of guy. You never know. But we'll see moving forward. Anyways, that'll wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner podcast. Uh, I do apologize if the quality isn't as great as it usually is or isn't as long. I am a little bit un under the weather when I'm recording this, so you know how it is. But grind never stops. We're trying to get to as many of y'all's requests as possible from here on out for my request specifically. Uh, we're doing seniors. You know, we got april may moving forward and there are a lot of seniors you want to spotlight make sure you know they get that limelight and uh get as many offers as possible here so yeah but remember if you do want to request a player make sure you leave the name position they play uh what high school or town they're from and then if possible a link to their film at least two to three minutes long so that we can do an actual breakdown on them but thank you for rocking with us show us some love on social media that's facebook instagram twitter instagram um i think i already said instagram uh tiktok i almost forgot that one and youtube as well and if you are listening to us on a major streaming platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a good rating. We appreciate it. But once again, thank you for rocking with us and we'll catch you later.